Ladies and gentlemen, oh, messed up already. <laughs> We're back, everybody! Woohoo! I, I nearly, I just nearly, I nearly. Oh, you wanted to be professional, didn't you? But you knew yeah. your brain was like, what were you doing? And it quickly, I, the I, subconscious I, stops you. I had a bit which was going to be like, I was going to be, mark this day, it's a historical broadcast. We're back. But then I stumbled on the third word. <laughs> so. <laughs> But this is a more fitting start to season three of Myths, everyone. Welcome to episode 115. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huss. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Miss. Oh, we're back. Did Matt, you miss us? I did. Oh, Matt, I've missed you a lot. I mean, because you've, I mean, it's very kind of you to take time out of your busy festival. No, uh, yeah. schedule doing castable. <laughs> See, I can't yeah. speak either. Do you know what? Let's just were... scrap <laughs> off season just... three. Myths, <laughs> let's just cancel it right now. <laughs> and, and people don't know this, but this is our eighth ta- uh, attempt at the first uh, first recording <laughs> as well. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> this is definitely, yeah, this is one environment. You don't mess up this much in your other podcast, do you? No, first time, you know what? In, my, in that other podcast, uh, I'm not sure what's different because I think I really try a lot harder for that one. <laughs> and I think... <laughs> Castable is uh yeah, Castable's going good. I'm really enjoying it. Um but before we go any further, Dan and I haven't spoke to each other for about like a, a month and a half, which is quite a long time for us. Um uh, but we are known for prattling on and we have got a lot to do today because not only is it a brand new season, it's a brand new uh mythology, uh, and we've got a lot to get into. So we're gonna have a catch up, but we're only gonna put a timer on for four minutes. How about that, Dan? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, and as soon as the timer goes off, we're not talking to each other about anything personal anymore. <laughs> okay, although there is something funny I need to do with you later, but at least we'll catch up for a little bit. Yeah, yeah just broad catch up, three, two, one, four minutes on the go. Dan, I'm redundant. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, that's really sad. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a bit more funny, like, oh. Anyway, I'm sorry, mate. It's okay. I think it's good. I'll have a good time. Uh, but that kind of sucks because they made you work a lot, right? Well, like, that's even... what you do in a job. Can you explain what a job is, please? <laughs> I, I think, think it's so have... weird that you don't work for them anymore because they used to give you money, and I, I just think it's so cruel of them to do that to you. Yeah, well, it is kind of cruel that they made you redundant after they they say, you know what, we really like your expertise, but we don't like you enough to pay you uh, going forward. Well, I went on furlough, do... of course, for the but last late. few months. So you know, it was I late was on. on. Furlough. Um, I would, I did. Go, I think what you're referring to is it not, Matt? Is that I went on furlough. I was one of the last people from my company to go on furlough. So you're saying yes. it, yeah, it was cruel to keep me going. But you know what? Actually, it meant I was busy and a little bit more money. It was all good. Um, That's good. And uh, uh, no, yeah, I think, so I think COVID, the COVID-19 situation is just, I work for the travel industry, honestly, obviously. So anyone um, who's in the travel industry, yeah, like I think it was just hit. COVID hit, yeah, hit it way harder than anyone had um, had anticipated. So I think they ideally would have wanted to have kept me on. They would have wanted to keep a lot of people on, but just wasn't to be. So um, unfortunately, a large, large percentage of the people that I work with are made redundant. But it's okay. I get money and uh, a new start. Yeah. 
And what are you looking to do for your new start? Are you going to do uh, podcasting full time? Are you going to? Do you know what you could do? Go straight into acting. A lot, lot of opportunities there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not right now, obviously. But they, uh, <laughs> well, that's the problem, right? Is I'm being made redundant at a time when a lot of other people are made redundant, and also yes. at a time when people aren't aren't hiring. So even industries that aren't affected, they're they're waiting it out. Um, but you know, I can get a part time job. I, I'm thinking actually, long term, I'll probably become. I might start my. Um, my legal career or my political career. I genuinely thought then when you said, you know, I think in this time, I think I might become a rent boy. I thought that was genuinely what you're going to say there. No, and well, I I'm was thinking uh... of maybe, you know, how, how how do you become prime minister? Because I'd like to look into that and do it. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, have you, right. Let me, let's do a quick checklist. Dan, have you been to Eton? No. Uh, have you, uh, have, have you, uh, do you have any knowledge or interest in politics? kind of and uh do you think you're quite good for the country yes you've got the job okay, well, thank you, you are now prime minister of not not of the uk but of this podcast yeah, oh god just, no um, you're not are you oh, so that's my catch up you've got 30 seconds now you do yours what's up i've actually i've actually got a, a minute and 15 uh but i've actually lost time explaining that to you so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good man um i've been I've got a lot on my plate. I've been doing Castable, uh, a podcast which I pitch at, uh, where people pitch their dream music festival. It's really good. And on top of that, though, like I, um, yeah, I just been, I've been actually being made. Ironically, Dan, I've been made re unfurloughed by coming back to work. And unfortunately, work said that because that because if I came back, the hours I was doing meant that I would earn less money than furlough, which is funny. Uh, but then I would. Uh, Essentially, so they, they've given me a lot of uh, promotions. I've been promoted at work and have essentially got like a full-time job. Wow. How the tables have turned. <laughs> How the, the tables have... Have, I was going to say, wow, who'd have seen this coming? <laughs> and now I'm Prime Minister of the UK. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Matt. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, it's good. Um, and yeah, it's been, I've just nothing in particular, really. I've just been working hard on tons of things. been doing Twitch, uh, writing my book and stuff like that. And I'm just, I'm tired all the time, Dan. Nice. I'm old. Uh, do you ever get any questions asked me in the last uh, three seconds? Um, oh, whoops, ran out of the time. <laughs> oh, no, Dan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Dan, you said you had something planned for us for this special episode back. What, I what do. Now, obviously, um, due to COVID restrictions, we're still um, separated, hence why we hadn't seen each other in a long time. Um, oh, is that why? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, it's what, probably. It was one of the factors I like to talk about. Yeah. Um, it was the catalyst, but not the main reason. Matt, can you please, um, do you have your mobile phone, your telephonic apparatus with you? I do have my Apple apparatus. If you'd like to get that with you, I'm going to send you a message. Um, I'm going to send you a picture, actually. Oh, I've fell um, for this before, yeah. And what... <laughs> It's not of a penis. I just want to get <laughs> no. it out now. <laughs> not, or well, is you it? Know, like, I'm you should look at that chat dialogue. And, and the first yeah, thing please. I want you to do is just, just, just explain what you see, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So Dan sent me a photo. I'm going to click on it. I'm going to have a look what it is. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, how did you find this image? Because uh, what the image is, it's a picture of me in a suit. Uh, my standing next to my brother in a suit. Stand next to my mum with a dress and uh, a fox fur as well. So, and I know exactly when this was taken and why have you got it? Why have you sent it to me? <laughs> so, an anonymous source who you already can tell probably who the source is <laughs> is it 
Is it the dead fox? <laughs> yes, I think it's, is that a fox or a mink? Just for clarify, uh, Matt's mum is wearing a dead animal over her right, left we'll shoulder. We'll put this. We'll put this on the Twitter and the Facebook group. But yeah, yeah. this is uh, yeah, this, um, uh, this yeah. So just before we do go into what this was taken, you're how old are you in this picture? <laughs> oh, this is about. This, Oh, I'm going to say about 15, 16. So you're about 15, um, 16. Um, not only is Matt wearing a, you know, his, his black tie, him and his brother are wearing um, tuxedos with bow ties. Yeah. The only thing difference is your brother Alex is wearing black shoes. Matt, you're wearing white shoes. Yes, I love those shoes. I, I bought those shoes because I thought girls would like me if I wore them. <laughs> To be honest, if you look at the picture, I kind of look like I've got a, a sumo suit underneath. I remember you wearing these shoes at uni. I think I remember first year seeing them. Yeah, because um, they got—I uh, think they got scuffed because I wore them for prom, and I—I I used to wear a lot of white. In fact, I'll show you another. Um, I'll show you the whole outfit I wore for my prom in year uh, year eleven, and it's all white suit. I look like a Mexican coke dealer. <laughs> right. Well, the reason I find this funny is, and the reason that this picture was sent to me via an anonymous source is, I have it apparently on good authority that this is the night that you made out with your cousin. Uh, sorry, I think we're out of time. We should go into the myth, actually, shouldn't we? Oh, let's move on. Oh, no, sorry about that, everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah. so just to reiterate, yes, this is, is the picture that... Yes, <laughs> yes, it was just at Wynyard Hall uh, back in 20, uh, 2019. And, uh, <laughs> no, Does uh, it bring back uh, memories, good or bad? Uh, quite, I actually saw it pop up on Facebook as well. Uh, I guess the anonymous source might have... Um, saw it at the same time I did as well um, I, did, I didn't know that Dead Fox had Facebook in all fairness the worst thing about that picture I definitely do think because obviously back then not a vegan but even then I did think that the, the genuine fox fur was kind of bad and uh, yeah I'm very uh, uh, yeah that, that makes me feel uncomfortable but did kiss a girl so <laughs> yeah who was your cousin let's just keep <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, what I meant is the dead fox skin is my, oh, okay. is my cousin <laughs> Um, did your mum slaughter this and and uh, skin the fox herself? Did she create the pelt herself? Did she hunt it or? <laughs> Lovely term of pelt, by the way. I like it. Uh, um, no, no, she didn't. I th- I'm not quite sure where she brought it from, to be honest. But uh, uh, yeah, this is a uh, mum thought it was said posh. And I guess it is posh, but it's uh, not nice. It was it was pretty hot. Like it was there for the whole day. Yeah, you know I mean, with its legs dangling down, and it's like pretty grim. And she didn't even skin it. It was just a roadkill, really. So. <laughs> She's, the, just, she's just carrying it around. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a dead posh, you know, because it, right, just for context, we went to this place and it was like, met, like, extremely posh. And we were like proper Luddites, you know what I mean? Like, my family are like working class from North Yorkshire. My dad's a mechanic. He's like, he's barely got any teeth, for God's sake. You know well, I mean? you wouldn't like, know uh, from the shoes you were wearing. Oh, yeah, exactly. But that's it. Well, this is our one day where we pretended that we were dead posh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, so, uh, uh, Stephen, Terence, can, uh, uh, can you pass us uh, the, the yacht butter, please? I don't, actually, I don't even know what to say. Do you know what I mean? The yacht um, butter. Yeah, the yacht butter. <laughs> <laughs> what that was, was panic. <laughs> but did your mum just see, did your mum just go back to her back catalogue of TVs and films and go, well, I know posh people wear dead animals? On those well, in all, in all fairness, I think it was, um, yeah, well, it's kind of like a, an aristocracy thing, right? Uh, it's a yeah, luxury, isn't it? Uh, fox farming, I, isn't it? I'll tell you what also does date the picture to be around 2015 is your, your, yours and your brother's hairdo is very yeah. Justin Bieber mop-esque. Yeah, you know, I had um, the same haircut. I, all of my friends had the same haircut. It was just a cool, it was just what the girls wanted back then. 
Well, apparently not. Apparently, but... well, <laughs> that family members wanted. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. And well, one thing I will I... say, looking at this photo, and this is going to be a compliment. I think you've lost weight. Wait, do you think I've lost weight? In that picture, or I've lost weight since that picture. Since that picture, <laughs> so, yeah, because I I was a chunky boy. Uh, in all fairness, I uh, um, didn't have a girlfriend, so just ate all the time, which I think is better than a girlfriend. Because why why would you have a girlfriend when you can have monster munch? <laughs> um, I also must say that the anonymous source did did speculate that this may have been one of the reasons you turned vegan. <laughs> Um, seeing uh, your also, mother also, with a dead fox, and right. also that your mum wore that dead fox because she was so jealous of your hair that she decided that she yeah. needed to up her game. Also, I um I implore before people go to check out this podcast, please check out this um this image. You can find it on Twitter at Miss Podcast. Also, you can find it on the Miss Misfits Fan Club on Facebook, and we'll post it there. And I urge you to look at this before I say this next comment. Pause the podcast. Have a look at it right now. Have a look at my brother's leg. He's the one in the middle, if you can't tell. Um, I uh, he and he his leg looks broken. <laughs> if you look at his trousers, <laughs> look, look at his left leg. It looks like it's jarred out of place. It looks like it's broken. Do you know what I mean? It looks like his shin splintered in half. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not like that before? Because his trouser legs are so big and floppy, and it must have like been in the breeze. It looks but his like ankle's so skinny that it's really like yeah. the difference is quite. <laughs> it looks like he's on stilts as well. Oh, that does look well, funny. Actually, it does look like someone's. It looks like so. Yeah, he's been playing Sunday league football, and someone's. <laughs> slide also, he's, him. his legs because in because of that, his legs look so tiny. Like it looks like his body looks out of proportion. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did your brother make out with any of your family members that night? Uh, yeah, my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and with that, we'll go to um, our uh, yeah. Let's let's go over to our. Are you excited, Matt? Season episode, season three. Um, I can't wait to see what's in stock for us. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of this podcast in small doses. So, Dan, we are no longer doing Greek myths, are we? No, goodbye, Greek and Roman myths. Get lost. We are no, and we're no longer doing Norse myths either. No, Greek. No, no, get lost. But we are doing... I don't know any other insults other than get lost. I don't know if that was clear. <laughs> Dan, you know more than that. Like, I, I, you, go away. Whole podcast, there you go. Your whole podcast is very much the uh, the basis of my uh, uh, insult catalogue, really. Um, but yeah, Dan, what are we doing this time around in season three what, what's our plan of action well season three is going to be a little bit of a miscellaneous um uh, because there are such oh. wonderful myths from around the world from other civilizations other than greco-roman and um, norse but unfortunately some of them are they're not long enough to be able to do masses and masses of episodes like we've done with the other two so mm. what we're going to do is we're going to kind of do a bit of a miscellaneous i'll tr- we'll try and keep it as chronological as possible but the mm-hmm. one that we're going to start with will give us quite a few episodes, to be fair. Just, yes. And that will be Egyptian. Ooh. Yes. I, I think, you know what, Egyptian, I think is a good place to start because I think a lot of people were, would know about Egyptian uh, history. Well, not, well, certainly like the mythology of history, like ancient Egypt. I think people know, have, a, have a, a basic grasp of it, I guess. We learned that in schools. Yeah. And especially thanks to the film The Mummy. 
Oh, yes, uh, the historical... So- you know what? Every time we start a brand new thing, you're like, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, I'll always mention a, a a film which has no bearing of historical accuracy whatsoever. Uh, it was Troy originally. Then it was bloody Thor Ragnarok. 300. Uh, I mean, there's various sources I've gone to, and they're all correct. <laughs> it's not sources. It's not sources. You can't say... Oh, oh uh, sorry. Um, Dan, what did you quote in your uni essay? Yeah, Die Hard. That's not a source. A film can't be a source. You know what I mean? Regardless, thank you for mentioning it, the mummy. <laughs> yeah, it's essential reading before today's podcast. Yeah. But the Egyptians, I mean, people have heard of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think pyramids. people will, I, I don't know about you, but have you, actually we did this, we normally do this at the start of the season. What What do you know about Egyptian mythology, Matt? Let's see if we, like, just between the two of us, we are there, is there anything you know? I think I could name maybe a few gods that I've heard of, but I don't really know anything more than about what they do. Are you in the same yeah. boat? Like, you might have so, recognised some names? So I remember in primary school uh, learning like Egyptian mythology around the same time as learning about like Norse stuff, like uh, like with uh, Beowulf and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think this is like the start of where my love for mythology starts, I guess. And um, so yeah, so basic gods like Ra for sure and stuff like, uh, yeah, hieroglyphics. I know what they look like, like Anubis. Um, Anubis, like- yeah. Um, is, it, is it Horus, the guy with the hawk head? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Horace. He always, Horace he always pops up. Horace does sound like he's a middle manager. Do you know what I mean? Like, Horace, you mind doing the accounts on the, uh, Channel 3? That's all right. I think you know it's I mean? Horus. Horus. Like, uh, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, obviously, uh, stuff like the uh, the monuments to that kind of civilization, like your, your Cleopatras, your, your um, uh, hieroglyphics, mummies, stuff like that. Dan, who's your favorite mummy? Um, based purely off of the film, I would say um, Inutep, 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 Inutep. Yeah. Um, mine one is King Tut because Steve Martin did a song about it once in the seventies. King is Tut is the most fa- is very famous mummy. To be fair, Howard Naomi, Howard Carter, yeah. of course, discovered his tomb. Oh, God, sm- like this is it's good to be back, isn't it, Dan? It is. Didn't they Absolutely. all get curses? Isn't there a whole thing surrounding the tomb, right? All of them, the people that discovered it supposedly I, died quite quickly afterwards from various ailments I and people said it was a curse. I think it's mythologized. It, but it was probably just it, 1920s. <laughs> they were killed by racism. So uh, um, uh, anyway, let's, uh, I think let's head straight to the myth. Yeah, we... so today's myth is kind of, it's going to be one, it's one episode. It's one decent sized myth. Uh, but it does kind of come with two parts. So we might, um, they, they kind of got subtitles, shall we say, in each, yeah. like two chapters of the same episode. Um, and the first part of this story is the Egyptian creation myth itself. And that is just called the story of Ra. Would you like to take it away? You know what? I, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I would love to take it away. Here we go. Season three. Here we go. Long, long ago, before the beginning of time, there was new. The name given to the dark, swirling chaos of churning, bubbling water from which all life sprang. Eventually, from this chaos, there came the light, the sun, the creator of life. Also, I like how at the beginning of time, uh, it's called new, like N-U, but like uh, a bit like new metal. Like I like it because it's like it's saying new, but it's not really new. Yeah. So already we, we're off to a good start. Clearly the Egyptians worship like the sun god. The sun was a god. He was the first one, basically. Yeah. Good place to start, the sun. Um, I, wonder if that, oh, I wonder if the Egyptians had their daily mail. 
<laughs> that's a newspaper joke. Please continue. Danny, <laughs> I thought you were going to laugh at that. You hate those jokes, don't I you? Do, yeah, I, I like the awkward silence. In, I love <laughs> no, no, you have to laugh at my jokes, even if they're awful. The Egyptians thought the sun was a god, and they called him by different names. At midday, when the sun is at the height of its power, it was called Ra, which means great and strong. In the evening, however, when the sun was set, it was known, it was known as Atum, the old man. So, oh, that's so pretty. So it's kind of like the lifespan of a day. So, like you have yeah. a little baby son, like, like like in uh, like in Telly uh, Then, uh, the, come on, that was a good reference. That was. A then good it reference. goes to Ra at midday, great and strong. Then Atom, old man, like autumn. Yeah. One thing I will say, uh, having done a bit of research, is that I think even though Ra is technically this the name of it when it's at its strongest, I think. More often than not, they do just call it Ra. It's it, that becomes the more standard name for the sun. Then you know. Okay, cool. Basically, when they say "Oh Ra," I think they they mean the sun. It doesn't necessarily like they that's just become its. I mean, they obviously do also use the other terms, but I think more often than not, they just call it Ra. So what I kind of like about this straight away, because like obviously in Egypt, it must be absolutely baking. So it's quite, it's kind of fitting that they, they, the first thing they, they pick and the most powerful thing they pick is a sun god. You don't get that in Norse mythology, do you? No. The cold god. <laughs> yeah. Um, Niflheim. Um, anyway, uh, the sun god, the creator, was alone in the world. He was neither male nor female. And he had one all-seeing blazing eye, which could roam the universe, observing everything. So he was Sauron, basically. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, uh, and he was looking for a ring, and a couple of hobbits. Oh, sorry, I'm reading the wrong source. Apologies. Um, <clears throat> Lonely, he joined with his shadow to produce a son and a daughter. What? Wait, you can produce with your own shadow? That's yeah, mental. Wait, when it says lonely, he joined with his shadow, I think what they mean is whilst being lonely, he fucked his own shadow and created <laughs> a son and a daughter, I think is what they mean. Oh my God. Like, if I knew that was an option, I wouldn't have kissed my cousin. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, just banging. he's so lonely. He's like, oh, that shadow's looking pretty sexy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shame about his brother's ankle, though. <laughs> um, oh, well, um, Interesting. Um, so he's he's banged out his shadow, who's produced a son and daughter. Very interesting. He gave birth to his son by spitting him out, and he named him Shu, the god of air. Then the son vomited, and he spewed up his daughter, Tefnut, who made her the goddess of rain, mist, and moisture. Okay, we're three paragraphs in, and already this is fucked up. <laughs> Like immediately, like this is a good place. I like it. It's like <laughs> he's fucked his shadow and puked up two sons, yeah, and a son and a daughter. Yeah, like this is already weird. Um, anyway, uh, Shu and Tefnut were given the task of putting chaos into order and started by separating separating the light from darkness. But while doing that, they got lost into the watery chaos of new. The son was terribly worried about the disappearance of his beloved children. He took his one eye and sent it out into the universe to search for them. The eye searched endlessly for the two children of the sun god for the swirling, bubbling, watery chaos of new. Can I just say, I think what he's basically done is he's got lonely, fucked a shadow. He's had his, he's vomited up his son and his daughter. 
they're then like, oh, hey, what do you want us to do? And he's given them a ridiculously difficult task, is I think what's happened. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, can um, you just sort all this out and make stuff of this nothingness? And they're like, sorry, you what? And he's like, yeah, (laughs) anyway, have fun. And then lo and behold, it's too big a task and they've gone missing. (laughs) Yeah, and like, uh, he like the first ever father... I guess he's a single parent uh, with his yeah, shadow, true. and um, but he already he's already left his children. Like he's already, you know, like he's already abandoned his children. If you know what I mean, like he's kind of a bad dad straight away. Well, bad parent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, can you just but sort this chaos out? And they're like, oh, it looks pretty difficult. Like, where do we start? And he's like, I don't know. Um, just do it. I'll be here watching TV. <laughs> it's like nothing else is created but there is uh there's bloody like netflix you do you reckon I mean? what happened is he sent them off and then like a really long time passed and he was like oh i should probably oh, i should probably have oh I- they should have called by now but yeah, blue, got blue blue this is embarrassing i should probably look for them <laughs> get my eye to call you um anyway i hope uh, they weren't missing for too long eventually after many years passed oh quite a long time <laughs> It's nice that he doesn't seem too concerned. Many you know years. I mean? <laughs> and, and they've only just been born. Like, do you fancy doing this job? Uh, I know you're an infant, but please, sort out this order. Um, and uh, yeah, so like, there must be about like five or so now. Um, so after many years had passed, they're all seeing Ollie found them and returned them to their father. Uh, seeing that Shu and Tefnut had returned safely, the sun god was so overcome with joy that he wept tears of happiness and fucked his shadow. Uh, his tears poured down upon the earth, and wherever they fell, humankind sprang up. The sun and his children then decided to make another eye, and this became the moon. Ah, that's cool. Isn't it cute that humans, I like that, humans are sun tears. Sun tears. That's tears cool. of happiness created by the sun god. Yeah, it's a nice, it's actually quite a sweet thing to have. Because he felt so yeah. relieved that he hadn't. his children weren't dead, and he was like, oh, that was going to look bad. <laughs> that was going to be bad parenting. That was, <laughs> and then he looks away from the earth for one second and goes, "Where have all the humans gone? For God's sake, Jesus Christ! I, I, I took my eye off them for two minutes, and now they're on the moon. Jesus Christ! He's made the moon. That's cute. So now he can watch over the like you know with the moon as well. The sun god was now ready to create a world for his new people to live in. That's <laughs> okay, hilarious, by the way. Just for just <laughs> the idea that he's he's cried, he's created humankind. And he's like, oh shit, I'm gonna put these somewhere now. What the hell? <laughs> and they're just dying in space. Like, oh. Exactly. Yeah. Shu and Tefnut produced twins who were tangled together at birth. Yeah, because they're. Well, 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 hang on, hang on, sorry, hang on. Shu and Tefnut produced twins who were tangled <laughs> together at birth. Do you not think that has anything to do with the fact that that was an incest baby? Well, right. Would you wrap. Is it more incestuous or less incestuous than Shagging Your Own Shadow? Because I'm not I don't quite know. sure. But then also, they it's... are the only ones around. So, like, hey. Yeah. Okay. Let's play a game, quick game. Uh, is it work with Dan? If you were in that position, let's say you were a uh, shoe, and would you rather bang your sister or your dad or your dad shadow? Your dad shadow thing? is also technically kind of your mum. Yes, and also your your dad is t- also technically your mum. They're kind of gender neutral. Yeah. You just uh, is it, also. I think I'm just gonna pre warn this for many of the Egyptian myths. Um, just like their royalty, ancient Egyptians did not mind a little bit of incest. I think that comes up a lot. What? It's really interesting. Nice. Um, Shu and Tefnut produced twins who were tangled together at birth. Lol. Geb, the earth, 
and Nut the Sky. <laughs> okay, so, so there's already hilarious names. Shoe, Tefnut, and Nut. Geb and Nut, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, but they're like, like... So they're like... They're basically like... Um, so they're basically conjoined twins, the earth and the sky. That makes sense, actually, as to why they stick together. Kill me! Kill me! <laughs> as Geb lay down to make the earth, he rested on one elbow and bent his knee up to make the hills and valleys of the earth. Meanwhile, Shu, the god of air, having pushed the twins apart, oh, he put, she pushed them apart, held Nut high above Geb so that she formed the sky with her body arched over the earth, touching the horizons with her toes and fingertips. Mm. The ancient peach of people of oh god, <laughs> the ancient peach of Egypt. <laughs> yeah. The ancient people of Egypt often painted Geber Nut with shoe pushing between them. In paintings, Nut's skin is usually blue, like the sky sprinkled with stars, <laughs> and Geb's skin is mud brown with green hair, representing the grass and plants of the earth. I tell you what, damn history my... there. I knew that off the top of my head. I tell you what, damn, my Nut skin is also blue. I'm not sure about you. <laughs> How long were you waiting to say that joke? For two minutes. <laughs> I, I've also learned not to interrupt you during the flow of it because it's a hard edit. So, uh, yeah, no thanks. In time, um, Geb and Nut produced four children, well, like mother and son. <laughs> like mother, like father. They produced four children, two gods and two goddesses. These four siblings represent the forces of life. Now, these are the important gods, by the way, these next four. So, Osiris, about, ha- god of fertility, agriculture and civilization. Isis. The mother of goddess. We'll, we'll come back to the name Isis. Seth. <laughs> or Set, actually. It's spelled Seth, but I think it's pronounced Set. I know that. Because yeah, like Seth. So we have Osiris, we have Iris, and Seth. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing glasses. Set, the god of evil. And, oh. N- oh. Nephthetis. Nephthetis? How are we saying that? Nephthetis. 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 Goddess of, hang on, do you know what we're going to do real quickly? We're going to go on Google Trans, we're going to go on Google and we're going to see if I there's think a little speaker can... button. I, I told you it's right. And it's spelled, by the way, N-E-P-H-T-H-Y-S. Now I think it's Nephthetist. Nephthetist. You just say Methodist. Um, God, and Nephthetist is the goddess of death. Yeah, it's pronounced Nephthys, they said. Nephthys. No, not Nephthys. You're putting a T in, it's Nephthys. Nephthys, okay, yeah, Nephthys, like that. That's how the to YouTube honest, video did it. I, to be honest, it's, I just like the the cadence and rhythm of like some like input depth stuff like that. So basically, just to recap, we've got Geb and so we've got a, a Geb and Nut, the children of the two it's, sisters, Shu uh, and Tefnut. They had four yeah. siblings: Osiris, god of fertility; Isis, the mother goddess; Set, the god of evil; and Nephthys, goddess of death. So there's kind of like two. It's almost like parallels, isn't there? You've got the one brother and sister are kind of the good ones, god of fertility, mother of goddess, and then the other two siblings, Set and Nephthys, are kind of god of evil and goddess of death. So they're kind of like pairs, aren't they? But imagine, imagine like when you were like, like they were giving birth, like, oh, make sure Osiris is okay. Oh, Osiris, okay. Let's see how our third child's doing. Oh. It's the god of evil. You know what I mean? Like, like, you just had two nice ones, and they just said, "Yep, this is the evil one." And they're like, sure. "Let's try for a fourth, and hopefully, this one will even out." Oh no, she's the goddess of death. Oh, and now my fanny's all dead. You know what I mean? 
In ancient Egyptian culture, it was normal for royal siblings to marry to continue royal bloodline. This practice was also seen in their gods' relationships as Cyrus and I- as because Osiris and Isis were married, as were Set and Nephthys. Okay, so that's kind of like I mentioned okay. earlier. So the two siblings, so actually, like we said, with the good and the bad siblings, they they joined up and they got married. Dan Rhodes, Dan Rhodes, for the first time ever, you just did a Matt Hoss right there. You did a Matt Hoss. You just told us that you told us information which was in the next paragraph. Screw you, buddy. How does that feel? Feel all right, actually, about <laughs> I thought you'd be more traumatized. Well, I didn't quite do a Matt Hoss. I feel like a Matt Hoss thing to do is to really, really go crazy for five minutes and then realize that what you're about to say is exactly what it said. Well, you did do it. Oh, mine's all about just historical things about how they they, they oh, liked incest. I thought that that was just a, a quip I made, as opposed to actually something I knew. Did you miss me? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's part one done. So we, that's the kind of the origin story of the universe. Let's go straight into Osiris and Isis then. The brother and sister. Ooh, yeah. A long time ago, the god Osiris came to Egypt to rule as king. He brought the Egyptian people new laws and taught them how to farm well and live peacefully in their villages. Osiris was a very wise and powerful king and was loved and respected by the Egyptian people. Unfortunately, his brother Seth, the god of death, was very jealous of his brother's power in Egypt and began to form a plan to kill Osiris and take over his throne. Very insecure, these gods. Yep. Seems to be a theme in all mythology we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe you should have the god of insecurities, and he'll be very powerful. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Anyway, late one night, Seth tiptoed into Osiris' bedroom. Careful not to wake up Osiris or his queen, the goddess Isis, his sister, Seth measured Osiris' body from top to bottom and from side to side. The next morning, Seth took the measurements to the carpenter, who made a beautiful wooden chest, decorated with bright paint and sheets of gold. Do you reckon Seth has a really good working relationship with that carpenter who makes coffins? See what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, he's the god of evil, right? So I feel like he's got a nice little (laughs) enterprise on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's Uh, like, oh, hey, Seth, how are you doing? Hey, buddy, um, need another coffin for you. Yeah, sure, I'll have it by Tuesday. Sweet. Who's it for? (laughs) It's actually my brother. Oh, you dirty dog. Uh, I'm expecting nothing less from you, bloody... You're bloody evil, you, you cheeky get. (laughs) Anyway, that night, Seth threw a huge party and invited Osiris as the guest of honour. I would be suspicious if your brother, the god of evil, invited you around for... And you were a guest of honour. And also, who else is at this party if it's a guest... If it's like an evil party, it's like, is Louis C.K. going to be there? Do you know what I mean? Is Morrissey going to be there? Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, famously in the Egyptian times, um, those people were around, so I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. Who who else would be at the evil party? Hitler. (laughs) I was trying to go for more light-hearted ones, but you go for, you know what, (laughs) head straight in. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Do you think, do you think though, like, okay, so Set is the goddess of evil, the god of evil, sorry, but he's also the guy's brother. So maybe, maybe to the other siblings, like to Osiris, for example, maybe his brother's just like a bat, like a black sheep. He's still, he he doesn't see him necessarily as the god of evil. He just sees him as like, oh, my brother, he's a bit mischievous, but it's it's fine. Yeah, a bit like, a bit like Loki, because he was a god of mischief. 
like he's more of a pain in the ass rather than evil. Yeah, and he's like, oh, my brother's trying to like send me to a party. I, oh, I don't really want to go because I, I don't really like you know what he's like. But you know, he's my brother, and you know we got it. Fine, I'll go. He's my brother and my cousin. Um, <laughs> yeah. The night was spent feasting, singing, dancing, and playing games. For the final game, Seth brought out a huge wooden chest. He announced that the first person to fit perfectly into this chest would be allowed to keep it, which is the worst kind of come down with me entertainment in the world. You know what I mean? Like, who can fit in this chest? I like how that's the final game. So that's like the yeah. the, the, the centipede, yeah, the centipede and game. How shit would the other chests, uh, the other games must be if that's the final one? It's like, all right, guys, you played uh, put nails into our fingertips. Now it's who fits into the chest. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, he's the goddess of his. I actually imagine that it was like the opposite in that everyone's having an awesome time, but then him making everyone do this game looks super suspicious because it's so obviously a trick. Yeah, we just played Taskmaster. We just yeah, everyone's having Scrabble. a great time. He's like, hey guys, do you know what would be fun to see who fits in this chest? And everyone's like, well, that's obviously a, a trick. <laughs> and obviously, he's got like a massive padlock on it. It's like, oh no, it'd probably be fine. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> anyway. One by one, each of Seth's friends climbed into the chest. Oh, he has friends, which is nice. Unsurprisingly, no one was able to fit into the chest, which was made perfectly for Osiris. Finally, Seth and his friends convinced Osiris to try his luck with the chest. Osiris stepped into the chest and laid down. The chest fit him perfectly, just as Seth had planned. Just as Osiris lay down, Set slammed the lid and sealed it shut. Set and his friends took the chest down to the Nile River and dumped it in, knowing that Osiris would never be able to survive. Okay, so already one episode into Series 3, and we kind of have uh, first betrayal and first kind of grisly murder as well. Yeah, so that's pretty nice. Um, but also, it's kind of dumb, though, that idea of like who can fit into this chest. Because firstly, it's obviously a trap. Secondly, like... Sh- like Surely, other people could have fit into it as well. Do you yeah, know I mean? that's like, true. Like, it's not exactly well. Like, imagine... do, do you know what I'm kind of picturing though? Given that it's the Egyptians. Yes. I kind of picture. You know how like Tutankhamun. You know when the mummies have their sarcophaguses. It's kind of like in the shape of them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's more. So I'm I thinking it's more we... that sort. You know the type I mean, right? It's kind of like their shoulders yeah. and their weight. Like it kind of looks like them. Like I wonder if it's more like that. Yeah, and, but in all fairness, like, and also, surely you would be able to tell who it's made for by the per- You can just stand next to it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's well, probably my size. Funny is it says it says here, Set and his friends finally convinced Osiris. So that implies that maybe he was like the last one. He was like, look, I really, that's obviously for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's like quite clearly. And also, like, surely it's a it's a rigged game. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like Cinderella and like the slipper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's true. Anyway, so he's dumped in the Nile River. That's quite a horrible way to die, actually. Yeah, so he's kind of drowned to death. Like, oh no, my fertility, no. When Isis heard the news of her husband's death, she was extremely upset. She rushed to the riverbank and after several days of searching, found the wooden chest. Isis opened it and removed the dead body of her beloved Osiris. Crying, Isis hid Osiris' body in the river grass. She didn't want Set to find Isis, Osiris's corpse before she could perform the proper rituals that would allow him to pass into the afterlife. Late that night, Set returned to the Nile to make sure Osiris's body had washed away. The chest was nowhere to be found. But after searching the, the riverbank grass, he found the body of his late brother Osiris. Furious, Set 
cut set Cyrus's body into 14 pieces to make sure that the body was never found again. He held the pieces all over Egypt. This is pretty messed up already, right? The next morning, Isis returned to the river with her sister, Nephthys, and her friends to perform the necessary rituals, only to find Osiris's body gone. To be fair, their sister Nephthys is um, goddess of death, so maybe she's not as evil. Maybe she's more about, like, more in a, in a spiritual way as opposed to an evil way. And, and also, um, just to tap into ancient Greek culture, and do correct me, feel I free mean, to I'd email us. ancient Egyptian culture, but Carol. What did I say? Sorry? <laughs> Greek. <laughs> Oh, so, so ancient so yeah, here's some stuff about the ancient Greek. Genuinely sorry about that. Ancient Egyptian culture, like with um and we we're not experts on this, so please uh, correct us if we are wrong. Email us at misspodcast at gmail.com. Um but yeah, so yeah, but as you mentioned earlier with the afterlife, and there's a I guess death is a transition, not necessarily the end point. So she's not necessarily evil. She gets you to that other place. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think they they I mean we all know, but I mean Ancient Egyptian culture is kind of synonymous with death, isn't it? Like the mummies, the sarcophaguses, like yeah. they, they really value that. And stuff like pyramids are like like mausoleums, aren't they? I mean, they're just tombs. I mean, they're pretty badass tombs. And yeah, uh, so yeah, it's it's um, a very interesting take on it as well. So, so they found that his body's gone because they don't know that it's been scattered all over Egypt. Isis yeah. transformed into a huge bird and flew high over Egypt. Using her sharp vision, she was able to find all the pieces of the body to put Osiris's back together. That's cool. With the help of Nephthys, Thoth, Thoth. Thoth and Anubis, Isis performed a great act of magic. Very you know, carefully, they began to sew Osiris's body back together. They worked together night after night when the body was whole again. They wrapped it head to toe in strips of linen, creating a mummy. Oh, that's so clever. Also, I like Thoth. Thoth is my favorite person so far because it kind of seems like it's Thor, but under a, a shit alias. Like, hello, my name is Thor. I, uh, I mean, Thoth. <laughs> Now, I'm pretty sure there are other myths we're going to do are about Anubis in particular, who has his own canon. So we won't go into them too yet, but we'll just say that there are other gods that we'll, we'll, we'll break into those later. Sure, sure. There will be other myths. But that, that makes sense about why they create the first mummy and why they're wrapped in linen. It was to keep the, the pieces together. That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And it's like an origin story of like a, their tradition. A, a very, yeah, yeah. And it makes sense. That's cool. On the night of the full moon, Isis used powerful magic to bring her husband back to life. Osiris embraced Isis and thanked her sister and her friends. He told them he would not be able to stay in the world of the living. He explained that having died, he needed to travel to the world of the dead, where he would become the king of the afterlife. Sweet gig right there, king of the afterlife, don't mind it. Um, Before he left, Osiris told Isis not to worry. He told her that she would soon give birth to a son, Horus, who would defeat Set and become a great protector of the Egyptian people. By taking the throne from Set, Horus would restore order and peace to the universe. So that's another myth for another time, I guess. They're going to have a fight or something? Yeah, they're going to kick each other's butts. But before we get to that, we need to rank both of these chapter parts in the next section. Oh, Dan, do you know what I've just realised? Because we have a brand new uh, season, we have to create a new jingle as well. No, we don't. We didn't for naught, and we're not for now. 
Oh, we did it from North. We did. Yeah, we good. No, we didn't. Did we create a new jingle? Like, as in the, the, the so I did. One? I created a new jingle for Norse. It was like Norse myths. Oh, I thought oh. you meant the very first jingle, like the welcome no, no. to myths. I was like, my no, goodness. No. No, oh yeah, you can do a new one. Yeah, you can do. But uh, if you want, you can do one for different. Like you can do one for the Egyptians. You can do one. We'll do it as we go. Matt, how do we rank these things? As ever, we rank them on four categories out of ten uh, for a total of 40. Those are life skills, there are morals, there are creativity, and WTF. Right, let's get into it because I think there's a lot to digest. Life skills, what have we learned? So the, the practical things we've learned. So we've learned how to build a coffin. We learned how, how to, build how to a... make... Well, actually, let's go right back to the beginning. We learned how to... Yeah. Create life? Create life from tears. We learned how to fuck your shadow. Yet, I well, or any of that, but fair enough. We learn how to separate conjoined twins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. We learn um, how to create the moon. In fact, actually, we learn how to create, like, how to stop chaos and create, like, normality. Like you said, yes, how to uh, create the universe. Um, we also learned about how to love your children and how to get free labor. Yeah. That's morals, I guess. Morals. That's yeah, morals. that's morals. But like you say, then we learn how to build a chest, how to throw uh, a party. Oh yeah, how to how to murder someone? How to murder someone? How, how to, to chop someone up? Yeah. How to stitch them back together? How to create a mummy? Yeah, I, I also a lot of incest as well, which is quite fitting for. The it, I was going to say I like how, without realizing, we did an intro where you kiss your cousin, yeah. and then it turned out to be a myth. I didn't kiss and my a lot of, this is a intro. lot of incest, even for myth standards. <laughs> But really, we really know our demographic. If, if anyone, if anyone's in an incestuous relationship, do email us at misspodcast@gmail.com. Let us know. Get in touch. If you'd like to sponsor us, please do. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's about. It's pretty decent. There's some big ones, but not the quantity is medi is mediocre, but the quality is high. I would say. Yeah, I would say. I'm gonna say Six or seven? I think six, actually. I think maybe just... Is it a little bit better than six? Is it? No, it's six. It's right. Six Yeah, feels I right. think it's six. Okay, morals. So these are the moral things we learned. Don't trust any... your brother. Don't have insist. Well, actually, the moral is kind of do because it creates <laughs> awesome people. <laughs> well, no, I think uh, you got to... Yeah, I, I think, well, you can mistrust your brother. Oh, well, you got to be distrustful of people but also uh, yeah. from negative things do come good things right yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and also death isn't the end uh it's just the um no i think that's it? definitely yeah you're right that's definitely the big overarching moral isn't it is that like it's okay like osiris de- was okay with being dead i mean okay unlike most of us when we die he was given an awesome job promotion, <laughs> like a job promotion but <laughs> yeah yeah um unlike some of us um but yeah it's a. Uh, yeah, but you also have to get cut up in like 13 pieces or 14 pieces. So that's not ideal. Do you think so. there's any morals to digest from the fact that like humankind was created by tears? Is that a good, like of happiness? Is that a, is that a moral in some way? Like it was, we're created from happiness? 
Uh, yeah, I think that's a nice moral. And also the moral is that we were created from happiness, then uh, we're so disorganized that there was nowhere for us to live. Do you know what I mean? I think that, that, was, an, that was an issue. Yeah. Um, but I think you're um, right. The bigger, the bigger moral here is definitely about death and like family. What are you feeling? Because I, I, there's definitely we don't want to strain into WTF territory, but there's no, certainly to be honest, this myth is a creation myth. So they tend not to have a lot of morals because it's more about just explaining the world, isn't it, and how it came yeah. about. There's not so I think it's honestly like a three or a four for morals. I well, I think it's five. It's mid mid. It's got some decent ones. because of the it's, death stuff and that. Yeah, okay, I think well, it's down the middle for sure. Give it a five. But typically, like I say, creation myths, they don't tend to have huge morals, do they? Because of just by the nature of their narrative. But they do tend to be very creative, which I think is going to score high. Um, uh, yeah, so so much... Well, we're basically a brand new thing. There's uh, there's incest, there's brothers and sisters. There's, uh, again, there's uh, gods for every occasion. Um, there are... Um, and quite... quite Yeah, quite original. Uh, although the, the archetypes of jealous gods are quite regular things... Um, the way that the Egyptians do it are quite interesting. And also the sun being kind of the pinnacle of it is quite interesting. Um, the fact that the sun god Ra threw up his children and then fucked his own shadow. That, that, I mean, it's a bit more w- WTF maybe. Yeah, it's that still is creative, definitely WTF. Like... Um, also the fact that he is he starts off, he's Ra, but then he's like Atom, like he, how he yep. transitioned through the day. Um, I like that. That's true. Um, the narrative of like the 14 pieces, that's quite, cre- I know it's also WTF, but that is actually quite creative. Like it could have just been like, it's weird that it's a set number. Mm, and how yes. the mummy is because it's like keeping the, like his body together in linen. That was really cool. I'm going to say a number and I want you to agree with it. Oh. <laughs> tree, so that's quite creative. Like there's actually a, a, like a family tree being created. Yeah. And, but, but it's not really a family tree. It's more of like a family, like, uh, uh, like kind of embryotic corpse, if you know what I mean, because people just kind of like kind of like, like an atom, you know what I mean? That you've got so many like links to each other. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna say seven. What I do you think? Seven. I would agree. All right. Uh, but here's here's a big scorer. WTF? We've already mentioned some of them, but what was the, what are the worst offenders? So let's think about the really messed up things. Um, he sleep. He's lonely, so he bangs his shadow. Yeah, that's, that's not weird that's cool and no, be... well then what's happened is, is he's not obviously clearly prepared for to become a father so he sets them an impossible task or a seemingly impossible task and they go missing for many day, many years mm-hmm. that's bad parenting that's a bit WTF for sure um, I also think uh, yeah vomiting up stuff uh, pretty bad um, you got your children uh, I also think that uh, yeah also like here's a small thing we kind of push past that Geb and Nuts are conjoined twins, which are physically forced apart for eternity by a uh, by Shu. That's pretty yeah. messed up. By their own dad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's like kind of like ripping apart like the fabric of two people. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, and also the fact that um, Osiris and uh, the the four children are married to each other. Yeah, that's Devin WTF. Um. Uh, the, yeah, certainly the, the whole chess thing was really weird. Yeah, the whole party thing is weird. Like throwing a party and then being like, hey guys, want to play a fun game? And everyone's like, that sounds like a trick. And he's like, no, trust me. I know it looks like the exact size of my brother, but if you want to jump in, that would be cool. <laughs> also, uh, we, we kind of skim past that he sneaks into his bedrooms to make measurements as well. That's yeah, weird. That's weird actually. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and the fact that he gets cut up 
uh, thrown around. Uh, he, he's drowned. He's also, uh, but also becomes the king of the afterlife. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of WTF. I'm going to say an eight or a nine. It's pretty gory. That Isis becomes a hawk. Like that's a super easy thing to do. She's like, oh, no need. I'll just become a hawk and find them. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, what did you say? Sorry. You're... I think eight or a nine. I think I think an eight or maybe. Yeah, eight's fair. Because it's quite brutal, I'd say. But I think it's mostly sets work. Yeah, exactly. So we have five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, so baby, drive me crazy. Six, five, seven, eight. Is that 26? Uh, that is. Let me... I've got a calculator on my new laptop. Let me check it out. Five plus six plus... Oh, I've messed it up. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Let me, let me try again. How so long are you five. doing? Oh, my God. Okay, so it is 240. Oh, wait. No, yeah, it's two twenty-six. Nice. Oh, thank God. Oof, close one there. Ah, yeah. oh, well, Dan, it's been a pleasure to be back with you, mate. Yeah, it has, isn't it? It's nice. Uh, before we go, please give us a five-star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or any po- podcast server you can do, and also check out the social media at Miss Podcasts and Misfits on the Facebook group. Check out to see that picture there for sure. Uh, and on top of that, you can email us at misspodcasts at gmail dot com. Uh, just share it around and have a nice time with it, really. But yeah, Dan, what are you doing for the rest of your day? I am going to, I haven't had breakfast, this is the morning, and I haven't had breakfast yet, which is very unlike me. So right now, what? I'm hungry, going to smash some Weebix. Dan, do you want, because it's the first episode back, do you want to eat some Weebix on that? No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I thought it'd be a nice callback, but no, fair enough. Uh, um, well, I yeah, enjoyed Egyptian, that Egyptian myth. I think we're going to have fun for the next few episodes with Egyptians. I am very much looking forward to it as well. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what's in stock, really. Yeah. The gods seem very human in Egypt, like just like they did with Greco-Roman and Norse. I like that. They seem very fallible. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think we're going to learn a lot from these uh, Egyptian gods. And uh, yeah, and I, I like... Well, well, just just for for context, listener, uh, Dan and I, as you kind of noticed with the episodes, we're, we're really putting an effort into making the uh, episodes a little bit longer and a bit more quality based because there's a lot to go around because we're doing like international myths. So we're going to be hitting a lot of different places. So that means we're going to make each episode like a, uh, you get a lot of bang for your buck every episode. Bang for your buck, meaning it's free. <laughs> yeah bang for your free download <laughs> uh, but yeah uh also just a quick plug for me if you wanted to check out my twitch i'm at matt at matt house comedy and you can follow me doing some live streams dang you can check it out as well nice yeah um anyway um we should head off i've been matt Hoss. i've been downwards and we'll see you soon you whichever like we should have a sign off like oh yeah egyptian oh your mother your mother, your mummy fuckers, something like that? No, we'll, 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 uh, we'll brainstorm. <laughs> Catch you later. Bye. Bye. So that was a poor ending from Matt Hosser. <laughs> wow. You know what? I, we had, we were on the, we were on the home stretch, like lowering down the plane. And then what I did, it just crashed into ground. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths.